we had the hard task of bringing that down to choosing the winners. But when we went through these stories, the connections that are being made around the world are just, I mean, you know, if we could bottle what we have in here and put it out there into the world, it would be a better place because you've got all of these people. But the one thing that we must never, ever forget is that we are all drawn together, a 100,000 people around the world and growing. We are all drawn together by one thing, and that's the animals. If it wasn't for the animals, none of it, we wouldn't be talking today and, and we wouldn't have all of these connections being made. Want to discover new parts of the world while filling the pet-shaped hole in your heart? House-sitting website Trusted House Sitters gives you the chance to live as a local in over 130 countries, opening the door to a world of travel possibilities. And with thousands of pets looking for caring sitters like you every day, there's no doubt you'll discover the perfect travel opportunity with the perfect travel companion. Whether you want to wake up in a Spanish beach condo with a cat or a high-rise apartment in New York City with K9 Company, house-sitting allows you to see the world in a new way. And not to worry if cats and dogs aren't your thing. Trusted House Sitters has pets of all shapes and sizes, from alpacas and horses to rabbits and hamsters. Find out more about house-sitting and unlock a whole year of unlimited sits with adorable pets by visiting trustedhousesitters.com or download the Trusted House Sitters app on the Apple or Google Play Store. Welcome to the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast, the show where we discuss what it takes to create a sustainable long-term online business in today's fast-moving environment. We talk with industry experts and freelancers alike to find out what it takes to build and manage a location-independent business. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Digital Nomad Cafe podcast. I'm your host, Adam Finan, and I'm very excited to bring you today's guest, Angela Laws, Social Media and Community Manager for Trusted House Sitters. Angela joined Trusted House Sitters as their Social Media Manager at the tender age of 63, having previously held positions at L'Oreal, Helen Rubenstein and Avon. Angela, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Adam, and, and thank you for having me on. It's it's a great privilege to speak to you this morning. You So you have been the community manager and a social media manager over at Trusted House Sitters for a few years now and I believe you sold your house to become a full-time pet sitter as well, a pet and house sitter. Is that correct? That's correct. Um, I joined Trusted House Sitters when they first started which is 10 years ago and I was working remotely for them but I had a home in Canada so I was working remotely for them over in Canada. We now have um, a global community of 100,000 and we're in 130 countries but but when we first started obviously it wasn't that big but I was living in Canada and yeah working for them and I started uh, with them as social media manager uh, because my previous life was pre-digital and it was I had all of the background to go with that role but I had to retrain on the digital side and then we took on um, you know I took on the role as community manager as well because that's what Trusted House Sitters is all about it's about this global community of pet lovers that have the freedom and flexibility to travel on both sides sitters uh, they have the freedom and flexibility to travel and work remotely and we give over the freedom to travel and still have pets where many of them thought they couldn't. 
Yeah, I mean, people struggle with that. Even I know people in my family who had, you know, older golden retrievers were 10, 11 years old and they would not go on holidays. <laughs> they just would not in case something happened to the dog. And this opens up an opportunity that, like you said, they're not restricted or they don't feel like they can't go away somewhere. That somebody who is going to look after the animal and love the animal and, and take care of it while they can, you know, take a break, go away. Oh, absolutely. I mean, pet, you know, pets are, are creatures of habit, a bit like humans are, but more so. And um, vets will tell you that uh, animals, they bond better with another human being than they will with a, with a foreign environment. So taking them out of their home and putting them into a boarding environment um, can be incredibly stressful. And, and the other thing about trusted house sitters, you know, we care for a lot of rescue pets. We will go into homes and those rescue pets have come from that environment you know that you don't want to put them back into because it would really stress them out and so to have somebody come into your home and look after them you know as if they were you know their own which is what we do and we do bond with them and they are our own and yes we have a little tear when we leave because uh, we just get so attached to them but we're there for them and to look after the homes and and it has incredible you know freedom um, and it comes with responsibility, but it also comes with the fact that you're in a home environment, in your own home away from home, living like a local and connecting with that community. And often in very beautiful places. So I have interviewed a couple of people now over the last few weeks who have used trusted house sitters. You know, some of them had stayed in right in a redwood forest in California. Somebody else had been staying in lovely places in Cambridge and in Scotland and in France. And it sounds like, you know, you can stay, like you're saying, in people's, like it is in people's homes. It's where they look after their animals and where they live and often in very nice and beautiful locations while you're, you know, while you're taking care. Obviously, there is the element of responsibility that you are caring for a pet, be it could be a horse, could be a chicken, mostly dogs and cats, I would imagine. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like there are a variety, you know, of, of, of animals that need um, care. But, you know, obviously there is the responsibility of, of the taking care of the animal and, and the property that you're in. Oh, it is. And, and you know, if you're a pet loving traveler and you realize that there is a responsibility, there are so many opportunities and they are, there are opportunities within the country where you're living, opportunities internationally. And I mean, I've sat in Barbados, in Australia, New Zealand, um, in France, Canada, the United Kingdom. And, and these houses can go anywhere from a weekend through to a year. So they lend themselves really, really well to those who are working remotely. I mean, I always say that, you know, I work remotely, as, as you said, and I house it full time. I don't have a home anymore. I sold my home in Vancouver four years ago. And so I work remotely and I pet sit full time. Um, and the one thing that I do need and the one thing all remote workers need is good Internet connection. So that's the one thing that, you know, is it governs wherever I am. But over and above that, it's really wherever I want to be and wherever, you know, the pets are that I want to look after. And when I'm in the UK, we have our headquarters here in Brighton in, S in Sussex, which is where I am right now. And so I try to get sits around the office so that I can come in. Equally, I will go to the United States and to California and um, sort of anywhere where there is a sit that, you know, will work 
for the owner, work for the pets, but also work for me. Um, and uh, working remotely just lends itself so well to this environment and this lifestyle. And for people who were looking to get into this and looking to possibly you know, explore house sitting as an opportunity for them. I imagine the profile is an important part of it because, you know, if you're letting somebody to come and stay in your house, then you're obviously going to apply and they're going to look at your profile. So do you have any tips for people who, you know, if they were looking to move into this and explore this, you know, what sort of tips would they need to have in their profile and when they're getting set up so that they can secure house sets? Absolutely. I mean, the profile is what an owner will use in order to make this to go through the selection process. And so first and foremost, you have to be an animal lover because 99.9% of owners, homeowners who come to the site are looking for pet care. So you need to be a pet lover. And when you're creating a profile, the one thing I always say to anybody is, Always keep an owner's hat on. When you're writing your profile, it's not for you. It's about you. It's for the owner. And so if you stop and think about what it is that you want to know about somebody that you would be giving 100% responsibility of two of your most precious possessions, what would you want to know? You, You would want them to be your problem solver, but you would also want to know that they were trustworthy. And this is where, you know, trusted house sitters and and sort of this platform and what we've created, it's based on trust. The arrangement is one purely based on trust to begin with. So anybody coming into this, you know, you have to be trustworthy. But with owners, once they, um, you know, once they look at who it is they want to come into their home, they have that level of trust. Otherwise, they wouldn't come to the site in the first place. But then they make a decision based on the information in front of them. And it's like when you apply for any job, you want to put the relevant information, your experience, but you also need to write it in a way that an owner can look at this and go, you know what, I can imagine this person in my home. I can imagine them in my life. And also, this is somebody that's interesting enough and gives me that feeling that I want to start a conversation with them because it's all about communication. You have to communicate through the written word, then you have to be able to communicate verbally and and one-to-one with the owners. It's all about, you know, your skills of communication. And do you find for people who, you know, maybe are working online or, or have their own online businesses that it's of a benefit to them if they have like, you know, a blog and a website or you know, some sort of online presence that you're like, this is me, this is what I do? Or is that kind of null and void and not really a part of the conversation? Oh, no, because anything that actually, you know, sort of supports who you are, that that the owner can get a sense of more information about you. It's like anything else, Adam. The more you know about something, the more you feel comfortable with it. It's the same as the more you know about a person, the more you can feel comfortable in opening those conversations. They will also know that, you know, with that work that you're doing remotely comes a responsibility. You have to be somebody that's self-motivated. You have to be somebody that's a problem solver. You have to be somebody that, you know, can, can adapt to any environment and so all of those skills that you have as you know as a remote worker you bring to that house it um, and so they they are really very beneficial 
Yeah, no, that that all sounds good. I mean, it's you're selling yourself at the end of the day for the position. Like you said, as if you were applying for a job, as if you're a freelancer pitching for work. I mean, you're you're essentially pitching for the house. It so so it's the it's no, but it's it's the same sort of skills in in the in the way of its communication. It's your it's your social proof. It's it's how you present yourself, and and all those things matter. So. How have you found balancing, you know, working online, traveling, house sitting, caring for pets? Has it been fairly okay for you over the years or sometimes does it be a bit difficult? The thing about it is that when you work remotely and when you work from home and, and you know what, remote working is not new. The digital nomad has evolved through the digital workplace. But I mean, year for years, you know, everybody's been working remotely. I have. I mean, I worked remotely in Canada when I went over there in the 70s. I managed British Columbia and Alberta as my territory. There was no email. There was, you know, there was no mobile phones. There was the mailman and a telephone. And so, you know, but now it's much easier communication to be communicated to. If you're working remotely as an individual, then it's an amazing way to network and to, you know, make contacts. If you're working remotely for a company, the communication is so much easier these days. Um, the thing that I found that it's, you know, if you're not careful when you work remotely, you will never switch off. You will work 24 hours a day, seven days a week if you're not careful. And we all need to have a work-life balance. Well, if you're at a house sit and you're looking after a dog, your start to your day could actually be an hour's walk in the morning to get fresh air, take the dog out. Then you come back and you then start work then the dog may need to go out at lunchtime. So you have a break. So actually what I found is it makes me stop work. I'm one of these people that, you know, you know, social media never sleeps. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And I mean, at two o'clock in the morning, if I'm awake, I'm on my phone or I'm on my laptop, I'm checking social. But when you've got responsibilities outside of your work, you actually then have to be a good organizer um, you have to be a good communicator, but you you can also get that real balance and get enjoyment from something, you know, from the animals and from that responsibility, because also the home needs taken care of as well. So it is possible to get a better balance than if you were just, you know, in a, in a, in an apartment by yourself with nothing else to do but work. Yeah, no, that's not that's not the ideal environment for for doing your best work and and being your best self. You know, like you're saying, getting out, doing the exercise, taking care of the animal, having a little bit of fun, getting the endorphins going. Like, you know, people who who love animals, like I love dogs, and like just you know what I mean. They make you feel good, and you you feel class, and you love going out when you're walking with them, and you know it's all it's all very positive things. And then when you come back, you can do your focused work, but you know, once again, step away from. You know, the computer, it sucks in. Like a lot, most people who listen to this, we get a lot of freelancers, a lot of online business owners. And, and you know, it's we spend a lot of time on the computer, on the phone, on the tablets. And just like you said, pulling yourself away can be challenging. 
and an animal can help to you know you have to do that well and the animal also helps you when you are online because i mean i've had so many cats sitting on top of my laptop and <laughs> and and either and a dog at my feet you know wrapped around my feet while i'm working i mean, it really does as you say um it brings in something that that is good for the soul it brings in something that's good for the mind and we also i mean there's a lot of um digital nomads and remote workers that that travel alone they're solo travelers and um we have i mean one that comes to mind i mean we've got so many um um with trusted house sitters only 23% of our sitters actually say that they are traditionally employed so that leaves a whole lot of others that that are working remotely um and this one um sitter that we have uh she actually only ever sits dogs and not because she doesn't like all other animals but she said that when she's with dogs she's working at home but then dogs get her out and she starts to meet people and she has conversations that she otherwise would not have so for the solo traveler um you know this is a wonderful way to get a really good balance about what it is you're doing on a day-to-day basis um and you know when you're sitting in a home that you know instead of a one single room or you're you're sitting in Starbucks working but when you're in a home and you have that environment you get to work differently you you know you get more creative you get um, and it's it's less less stressful the biggest part of stress is actually getting to where you're going because these days travel is is you know is stressful in itself but when you walk through that door and you have this home environment that you can actually relax in then it it really does lend itself to a very um you know copacetic way of working yeah no your environment matters a, a massive deal and like you're saying when you get put in you know some of these houses are beautiful and you're in such a lovely creative you know a new environment and and it's just you're excited and it's you know it it feels like a good place to work in you know um and and i think that's and sometimes it's in locations that are like you're saying beautiful locations where you're getting out and you're exploring with these animals and you know places you haven't been before and this all helps you know because it makes you feel like you're on a little adventure while you're over there absolutely um when uh sitters first come, when members first come to the site and they first explore um pet and house sitting as a lifestyle choice because that's what it is because it's not transactional with trusted house sitters sitters don't get paid but what you get back in return is you know some things you can't put a price on so coming to trusted house sitters we are a membership organization and there is a membership fee but that fee can actually be paid back in just one house sit you know if you're in a house sit for a weekend and you've paid the fee whether at 89 pounds or 119 dollars um you know look at it and think you know yes you can go um in hostels you can go in airbnbs but it's not the same i mean this is just totally different because on top of your home if you look at your other savings there's no utilities there's no wifi to pay very often there's a car in you know given the use of a car so you can go out and explore um and all of the you know all of the day-to-day things that you need to have a comfortable lifestyle are included in the home and so financially it can be really really sort of um very beneficial 
Definitely. I, I interviewed a girl there, Maggie, and the, the episode will be coming out a um, couple of, probably a little bit after yours. And she's from Poland and her first year in the UK, she was built, she was freelancing online and she just used house sitting for the whole year and just travel. You know what I mean? She was fairly open. She was London. She was Manchester. She was Scotland and she was building up a freelance business and it allowed her to not have to, you know, pay loads of money so she found it that it saved her money that way that the fee was you know what i mean it was very minimal compared to what she actually got in the end which was to explore the united kingdom to work online she loves um dogs and horses so she got to meet loads of dogs and horses that she just absolutely loved and was excited about and you know and it was an adventure for her and while doing that she built up her freelance business and was able to you know build it and work online and there was no issues Absolutely. Um, we've got, and it, and it really depends where you need to be and it depends on the location and where you want to go because, you know, with opportunities in 130 countries, say in the United Kingdom, for instance, like you've said about Maggie, how she was able to, you know, have, um, build up this business while saving on um, sort of rent and outgoings as far as living expenses. You know, we've got sitters in, in cities here in London, in New York, um, who are sitting back to back and, and they get house sits because they're on the ground and they're local. They can actually go around and see the owners. And so that gives them an advantage. And so they're able to get their sits back to back and not have to worry about accommodation at all and, and really get entrenched in the community. And, and it becomes, you know, sort of it's, it's a way of life that, that is really you can you can make it whatever you want it to be. But the one thing that I would say is that um, any aspirational sort of travelers and digital nomads listening to this, my advice when you're, you're looking and you're thinking this could work for me is when you go onto the website, um, there are so many opportunities in so many parts of the world. Don't be drawn in by these exotic and wonderful locations, which are attainable. However, you really need to build up your credibility. You build up your references. I would say start locally, but I would also say always look at the sit that is right for you, that's right for your experience, that where you know that you can actually not only work because there's that responsibility that you have on yourself, but the major responsibility is for pets and homes. And make sure that you can find that balance and you're going to be able to give your attention and, and everything that you need to the pets in the home because they are your priority. They allow you to do whatever it is else that you want to do, but your priority is there. So when you're looking for these sits, be honest with yourself, know yourself really, really well. And let I'll tell you this much, when you get into pet and house sitting, you really do learn about yourself. It teaches, it teaches you a lot, but you want to learn that by being somewhere where you know, if it's not right, um, then you can look at going somewhere else. But you have to apply for the right sit and not just a sit. Yeah. And like you said, building your profile and your references, because just like when you're working online, if you want to be a freelancer and you're on these um, sites like, you know, Upwork or anything like that, you have to build up your profile. You have to show proof. It's like I delivered work. I did a good job. It's with the house sitting. I mean, I imagine getting your first ones may be the hardest. So that's why, like you're saying, if you're on the ground in your own country, you can 
and you have these aspirations to go and travel and do it while you travel, you could actually do local ones, build up your credibility, build up your profile, your references, and then look to your more, as you said, exotic foreign locations where there are many, like you said, 130 countries. There's houses. I've been browsing them. It's like there's some beautiful ones all over the world. Um, But when you're starting out, if there's somebody listening, as you mentioned, the best thing is to really focus on building your profile, get some references and, and sit locally so you can get used to it and do the experience and feel it out. You know, you have to live it too, don't you? Oh, you do. And you have to know that it's right for you because it's not for everybody. Um, you know, you you may be somebody who doesn't feel comfortable living in somebody else's home, but you won't know that until you actually try it. Um, and so you're absolutely right, Adam, start locally. Everybody starts at the same place. I did, you know, I, when I first started, I didn't have um, house sitting references. I had references, external ones from people I'd worked with, and you can add those to your profile as well. And that's that's good credibility. Um, but to build up your trusted houses as references, because we survey our members all of the time to find out what it is they're looking for, to find and to get our product the best that it can be. And when we're surveying new owners who come to the site and existing owners, we will ask them what it is they look at when they're choosing a sitter. Almost, you know, 100% will say it's the reviews that actually um, give them that sense of security and that sense of confidence. And whether that's a reference that's been brought in externally. I mean, for example, you might have some sitters, you know, some new members, who, sitters that come to the site that have looked after, you know, family members, pets and homes. Well, you can actually get those, um, you know, those connections to write you a reference and put them on there. It's to show your experience. Um, And then once you get that first trusted house sitter's reference, then you start building them up. And also there's verifications. Um, The three-step verification that's on the profile, I would, you know, I would implore everybody to actually do those because, again, it's levels of credibility and it's levels of trust. But the most important thing as well as your profile is when you actually apply for a sit, that email that you write is your first chance to make a good impression. And so think about it, look at the listing, you know, hone it and make it personal to that owner. Um, I mean, if ever we have sitters that come and say they've been trying to get a sit and can't, we have a membership services team and myself who will help all of our members be successful because that's what we want for them. Because the more successful our sitters are, the more owners we'll get, the more opportunities we have around the world. Um, And you can come to membership services. And usually when we look at the reasons why it's not working, it's fixable. It's something that's not being done or it's something that we, with advice from us, you can actually change. And then it changes the way you're applying and suddenly, hey-ho, you've got your first sit. And, And it's an incredible feeling. Like you're saying, maybe it's around the the pitching or the profile optimization. And I mean, you hit on the community, you know, and you being the community manager, and I know you won um, at the Drum uh, Media Awards as well uh, for the Community Manager of the Year in 2018. So I imagine the community of people at Trusted House Sitters must, must be like a big part of it as well, almost like a family. 
Um, it is, uh, and and we want to make it. You know, we want to make it more so. This community. Um, this is why I took on the role as community manager last year. Although that's what I've been doing since I've been with the company. Um, we had our first Sitter of the Year awards in two thousand and eighteen, and that the the applications came in from or the nominations came in from owners who had had a sitter in 2018 so that was just a small proportion of our owner members we got a thousand nominations and so that thousand nominations involved 2000 people or more and the stories were absolutely amazing i mean we had the hard task of bringing that down to choosing the winners. But when we went through these stories, the connections that are being made around the world um, are just, I mean, you know, if we could bottle what we have in here and put it out there into the world, it would be a better place because um, you've got all of these people. But the one thing that we must never, ever forget is that we are all drawn together, 100,000 people around the world and growing we are all drawn together by one thing, and that's the animals. If it wasn't for the animals, none of it, we wouldn't be talking today, and, and we wouldn't have all of these connections being made. Um, and this is around, around the countries, around the world. And so, yes, the community is very, very strong. We have community meetups. We have member meetups. I've just come back from New York, and I had a meetup in New York and last year and, and this year as well in California. And when our members get together, the one thing they want to talk about are their stories. They want to talk about their experiences. And, and we have um, a, a review page on Trustpilot with almost 12,000 reviews. And the common phrase through many of these reviews is, trusted house sitters has changed our lives. It's changed the way people travel. It's changed the way people connect. And we get, you know, sort of, I get communications and, and emails and from, and through social. I mean, our social footprint is, is amazing. It's not about numbers because social media is not about numbers. You can go out there and have 2 million followers and have the lowest engagement. We've got half a million, we're getting up to half a million and our engagement goes through the roof because we have, this thirst of people these days want to belong to something um, where, you know, the world has become so fractured that, that when there is something that is drawing them in, they want to be part of, but they also want to bring people in to be a part of that too. And as a business, you know, the community is so important to us because it's what keeps our members with us. Of course. And what platform has um, been the most beneficial for you is it Facebook groups or do you have your own private community when you register no we have a Facebook group that's um, that's the most active we also Instagram is active for us as well we have great engagement on our Instagram lots of people taking pictures with the pets I imagine and tagging you in it every house it <laughs> you know like 100,000 people <laughs> And this is the other thing, you know, you've got sitters that are sending these pictures around the world to their owners. So the owners go away. And if they want, you know, if they want the, that communication, they get videos, they get pictures. We had a competition um, two years ago called Moments and Memories. 
And from that competition, it was to do with UGC. And from that competition, we got 14,000 submissions of, of pets. Because, I mean, you pick up a phone, pick up your phone. I know my phone. I've got four and a half thousand pictures on it. Not one is a human being. It's all animals. Um, and so, uh, so our social, you know, our social footprint and our social uh, community is so engaged and, and, and it's, and it's been built because every, all of us are animal lovers and we all come in and we, you know, we share content that's meaningful. We share content that people actually want to see. Um, and so it, it is, And but we're actually in 2020, uh, we will, we're looking at having an on-platform forum and so that our members can connect that way again. Because whenever we have these meetups, the common, you know, the common phrase is, we want to meet more people. We want to interact more. And so that's what, in 2020, that's going to be our focus. People crave that, don't they? The, the social interaction, the, the meetups, the, you know, even me online, I, I, I create my own meetups and I invite people to them because I work on a computer all the time. So I don't, I don't, um, I don't have it. So, you know, people want that in-person social interaction. We are social creatures, much like many animals. <laughs> Us humans. <laughs> yeah. it, it's making it real and, and it's taking it away from the computer and actually, you know, connecting people, which is what is. And, and as I said, people are so thirsty for that today. Of course. And so what is ahead for, you know, it's a new decade approaching. What do you see, you know, coming up now for trusted house sitters in 2020 and beyond? Well, 2020 sees us celebrate our 10th birthday. Um, we um, and, and for us, our focus in 2020 is going to be the United States um, and building our community there and building trusted house cities there, but also building around the world. I mean, the United States at the moment is our fastest growing market. Um, and, you know, it's sort of there's so much opportunity then around the world and just building on what we've got and bringing in, you know, working more closely with influencers, working, working more closely with, with um, you know, bloggers and everybody that can get the message out there for us and create more awareness for us. Yeah, that's that's very positive. Like you said, getting out there, getting it online and, you know, maybe having virtual meetups is probably something that could be explored as well. You know, there's all sorts of, of ways to give your customers and community some time with you and people in the you know who are more experienced house sitters and people who they want to learn from because i imagine that's a big part of it too people want to learn how to take care of different types of pets but also how to get more sits so it's probably a balance of all of these things absolutely and the other thing is brand ambassadors um we are we are looking at getting those into market because those brand ambassadors, as you say, can also be mentors for, for new members. Um, because, you know, the bigger we grow, the more opportunities there's going to be. But basically, what we want to do is the bigger we grow, we're keeping more pets happy at home. And that is the key. And that is the center and the reason why we are who we are and the reason for what we do. Um, because pets are at the very heart of trusted house sitters. Um, we look at, we're also looking at growing our charitable footprint. We've had charity partners in the past. We've the charity, we partnered with Battersea in the United Kingdom and the RSPCA. Um, but it's all about giving back and it's all about supporting those people that are trying to make a difference in, in animals' lives. 
I mean, animals don't have a voice or a choice. Uh, we are that choice for them and we're their voices and keeping them, you know, keeping them happy at home and supporting those people that are helping to make the lives better is just what we want to do. It's amazing. I love it. I'm totally on board with it. It's a community and a, and a business model that's built upon kindness and compassion and, and empathy. And, you know, like you say, for, with a lo- collective love for animals and also it gives people both the freedom to travel to places and do house sits, but also for people who have pets to not feel like they can't go and travel and go places. So it's a very positive all round. I absolutely am on board with the Trusted House Sitters brand and everything that it's doing. So thank you very much for coming on to join. And where can people find you if they are looking to interact and learn more, Angie? Okay, they can come to the website, which is um, com, And if they want to get in touch with me directly, they can find me at Angela at TrustedHouseSitters.com. Also, there's our social pages. There's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We've got a very active Twitter feed as well. And we're on Pinterest too. Um, so you can find us anywhere, you know, just Trusted House Sitters and you'll get – you'll get to us and also there's our um, membership services team when you go to the website on the home page you will fee- you will see a local telephone number and you can call membership services and chat to one of those they're all experienced sitters it's not a call center they are a team that are right here at our headquarters in brighton um they're on 24 7 and uh, yeah we're you can get us. We're, you can find us anywhere. We're all over the place today. All over. Social media is blowing up with so engagements like you've been talking about and the, the levels. So I'll make sure to link to everything in the show notes and you'll be able to click out. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in and listening to the, myself and Angela discuss Trusted House Sitters, how you can work remote, travel around the world. Um, Tag us on Instagram where you've been listening from at Trusted House Sitters or at Digital Nomad Cafe Podcast. Thank you very much and take care. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for listening to the Digital Nomad Cafe Podcast. Head over to the website to access the resources and links mentioned in today's episode at digitalnomadcafe.com.